Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The nation state has been the building block of European government since the late 19th century. But given its propensity to incubate or ignite nationalist conflict, should we be looking at alternative models? Models of government which are more effective at securing a long-term and sustainable peace. The German philosopher Jürgen Habermas has championed the concept of the cosmopolitan state, whereby state and nationhood are divorced the same way as state and religion. Attracta Ingram, political philosopher and UCD professor emeritus, explores this important idea in today's Unthinkable podcast. I asked her first to explain the difference between the national ideal upon which the nation-state is founded and the cosmopolitan ideal. The national ideal would be an ideal where the job of government is to look after the interests of a particular determinate group of people, Irish people or whatever, a a historical community of some kind, um, uh, and others might come and join it and be assimilated, and and that would be open to that. The cosmopolitan ideal is a a rather different one, which is uh, that we we don't look at those particular identities, but uh, in its most abstract form, uh, the cosmopolitan ideal is the notion that government would look after the interests of whoever was in the territory that historical causes had made a particular unit of government uh, and the, it wouldn't try to reproduce a particular identity perhaps uh, it uh, would allow free movement in and out uh, maybe only within the constraints of you know, the size of the territory in relation to the population uh, that was the 19th century ideal of the utilitarians among others I was driven by um, uh, the, the uh, economists who were utilitarians and the um, utilitarian philosophers like Mill and Sidgwick argued that, um, yes, that was all right in theory, but in, 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 in practice, uh, where you already had national sen- sentiment, uh, you couldn't go against it, that it was too strong, and the best thing you could do was to harness it in some form. Uh, Mill, for example, thought that national sentiment and, and nationality in that sense uh, was more uh, worthy of uh, savages than what he called civilized men. So, you know, he, 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 but he was clearly um, practical um, and empirical with respect to politics. Uh, there are things you can't do in politics just because you have a, a, a top-down metaphysical idea of of selves or of human beings. Uh, There are things that you can't do in empirical politics or shouldn't do. And today, um, the cosmopolitan ideal is getting a bit of revival, is it fair to say? Jürgen Habermas, in particular, from the European perspective, feels it's it's, um, kind of time has come, if you like, or if it it, it can have application or can realistically um, be accepted or or introduced. Yeah. Uh, Habermas is giving new voice to the cosmopolitan ideal. Uh, he's taken that from the philosopher Immanuel Kant, uh, who most famously wrote about it in, in the 18th century. And 
this would be a reformulation of the European nation state, uh, a reformulation which um, basically says the, the, the national ideal insofar as it's expressed as a cultural ideal, a cultural identity which guides on through the generations, has in the past given unity and integration to the nation state, but it can no longer do so now in much more pluralist uh, uh, nation states uh, that it's not capable of, of doing that. Um, and so his idea is that uh, that should be separated as a cultural ideal, uh, much in the way in the past that religion was separated. So that now kind of wars between cultures, if you like. Um, and it should be separated uh, and coexist much in the way religion coexists with the state. So the state is the state of citizens, European citizens or Irish citizens, and what defines them is the Constitution. And the Constitution is in, in, in every country in Europe really is very much shaped by the European um, Convention on Human Rights. There's a great deal of similarities, there's some dissimilarities, but that, that kind of framework uh, gives a similarity to the Constitution for citizens uh, throughout Europe. Yeah, um, to some degree it's sort of speculative as to the stability or the, the uh, ability of a, of a state divorced from the nation, if you like, um, to, to flourish and to coexist peacefully with other states. What's your own view on that? Do you feel um, it's something that, that is practical, that if you like the citizens of, of Europe or indeed the citizens of Ireland would be willing to accept that sort of arrangement? Uh, there is a, a working model uh, which is the foundation of the United States. Uh, and you know, that was a motley uh, population uh, or a series of populations uh, that had to be united. And uh, the United States was and remains a uh, country that is founded by a, a great constitutional idea. Uh, what makes people America is the enactment of American is that the enactment of that uh, idea and ideal. Uh, throughout history. The thing about it in Europe is that um, we're not starting where the Americans started with individuals having left behind uh, various European identities and wanting to start afresh. We're starting with very thick identities in the nation states and also with um, a, a history in Europe of um, uh, an idea of collective freedom uh, to rule yourself. This is the Aristotelian idea. This is the, the idea that animates Athens as a great city uh, where the citizens engaged uh, in rule, in self-rule. And it, it's, it's the idea that, that uh, also animated, uh, for example, the Venice and Florence and the, the, the debates of the Middle Ages about, about uh, self-rule. Uh, and even if self-rule wasn't ruled by all the citizens, it, it was self-ruled by the city. Um, so we, we, we have this history uh, of um, a, gr a great and important idea of self-determination which was carried over into the nation state. Uh, so for us it would be very difficult to give up that idea, particularly as a lot of the smaller nations have fought their way, ways out, as they see it, uh, of imperial uh, states. Habermas thinks that the nation state, uh, of course, could survive uh, but 
much less power than, than, and sovereignty than it had. Uh, and it would be what he calls an administration, which would look after the administration of, of justice and look after uh, civil liberties. I don't, I don't think, uh, as a matter of empirical politics like Mill, uh, that, 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 is, that is an idea that will uh, float anytime soon. And just stepping back from some of those political disputes that go on now around sovereignty and around the future of the European Union, do you think there is still scope, though, for some unity around ideas or ideals? And maybe you see some element of that even in the way you get cross-border campaigns now on things like um, gay and lesbian rights, for instance, you know, people in one country campaigning for the rights of people in another country and, and that sort of unity around principles, around human rights and so on, that that maybe could form the basis of a different type of un- European Union. Well, yes, I think, I think that's absolutely right. And it, it's also increasingly forming the basis of citizenship in, in each country. Uh, 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 human rights is very interesting as a unifying um, idea uh, for um, cross-national campaigns of all sorts of kinds. It's, it's just quite amazing how, how many voluntary organizations all over the world uh, get sustenance uh, from that particular idea. Um, but uh, constitutional ideas drive us all the time. I mean, we, in the end, we always appeal to the Constitution uh, for freedom and, and so on. It depends, too, on how you, how you, how you view political life. What is it for? And the classic um, ideas have to do with, it's actually for, in the first instance, security. Security from attack. What, what is it we're trying to protect? We're trying to protect liberty. Um, there is nothing in the early things about the protection of culture. That goes on anyway. Uh, now, maybe we're right or wrong to think that, that we, we need to protect uh, culture and we get unity through culture. Um, but perhaps that's not the function uh, of culture, that we need a framework in, in which the promise of culture for each of us in terms of giving us uh, a very interesting and good way to live uh, is rather different from the security we need uh, in, in order to, to, to enjoy culture. Uh, so I think, I think we're um, actually um, uh, very much becoming more constitutionally alert nations. Attract Ingram, thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.